Before Christmas, I had the opportunity to return to my old high school and celebrate Mass there. And going back to this school where I had spent five years of my life was a real blessing, a real incredible experience, actually. And of course, when I was there, it was reminding me about all the good times that I had in high school, the experiences I had there, the people I met there. As well, of course, when I was there at the high school, I was remembering other experiences that maybe were a bit awkward. And as we know, high school can be an awkward time, a difficult time. There can be experiences that are a bit challenging. And I was remembering when I was in grade eight or nine, if you can believe it, I was actually pretty small in grade eight or nine. I know it's hard to believe. Uh, but in grade eight and nine, uh, when they would have the time to like choose teams, you know, you'd have captains and they would choose teams. My fear was always that I'd be chosen last, right? I think maybe some of us have had this experience. You don't want to get chosen last. You don't think you really are talented enough to get chosen among the first few, but hopefully you kind of end up in the middle. But you have this fear, really, that you won't be chosen to be on the team. I think this is kind of a common experience that we all can have in different ways in our life, not even just in high school, but this can relate to a lot of different experiences. In the Gospel today, we see that Jesus is beginning to choose his team. It's like Jesus is the captain, and he's going around by the Sea of Galilee, choosing people to follow him, to be a part of his mission. And I think, at least I feel this way myself, and I don't think I'm alone in this, I sometimes am afraid, maybe, that I don't have what it takes to be chosen by Jesus. That we see these great saints, these, they have these great talents, they're so holy, that maybe I won't be chosen by Jesus to participate in his mission. We can feel this way a lot of the times when we read the Gospels, or we read the lives of the saints, we think that we don't quite measure up. And some of this has to do with kind of an overly perfect presentation of saints that we can read about. I was reminded of myself, kind of, you know those books that you read about saints when you're a kid? I remember I had some, like when I would come to Mass, my parents would like give me a stack of them and I'd flip, flip through them. And I remember reading about the lives of these saints, one St. Joseph Cupertino, who would kind of levitate at different times. When I think about that, I think I don't really have what it takes to follow Jesus. Or we can think about like St. Francis Xavier, this great missionary who has this incredible stamina to go throughout the world and perform this great missionary activity. Or we can think about Mother Teresa, who has this incredible, almost supernatural ability to love other people. Or we see in the Gospel, our own patron saint here, St. Peter being called, the guy was called the rock after all, right? How can we measure up to that? When we kind of have this understanding of the saints and people that Jesus have called, we can think that they're incredible, almost supernatural, so talented. How can we possibly live up to them? How can we possibly have anything to offer? These people certainly are good enough to participate in Christ's mission of calling, building up the kingdom of God. But for us, however, we think that we might not have what it takes. This can lead us to feel dejected, to feel bad about ourselves, or just to give up. I think at different times we can feel a bit of a hesitation or fear, maybe, that Jesus won't choose us, that we don't have what it takes. Of course, the truth of the matter is, is that we're all important. We've all been chosen by Jesus Christ. We've all been chosen by Jesus, especially at our baptism. I think it's helpful, really, to have a more realistic understanding of the people who Jesus call in the gospel today. So we hear that Jesus calls Peter, 
calls Andrew, calls James, calls John, these brothers. When we look closely, we realize that the people that Jesus chose were not like the elite in society. Think about it. It's almost as though Jesus walked around the Sea of Galilee and called people by random. He didn't exactly have tryouts to see who would be his apostles. Jesus didn't go seek out who were seen to be the most talented people. All the people around him who he encountered were good enough to follow him. They were all regular people we can consider. They had jobs, they had professions, but Jesus chose all these people. And when we look at the Gospels closely, we recognize that these were not perfect people. Take Peter, the rock, right? This is someone hand-chosen by Jesus to actually be leader of his followers. And Jesus, Peter ultimately denies Jesus. He fails at time. Even we have these traditions about later after Jesus' resurrection of persecutions in Rome where Peter flees once again and needs to be reminded by Christ to take care of the sheep. Peter was by far not a perfect person. But Jesus called all these different individuals and he called them because they all had something to offer. We see in the gospel today that Jesus calls people who were fishers and tells them to be fishers of people. There's different ways we can interpret this, but I think one important message that this strikes home for us ultimately is that there is a continuity between their life before and their life after. Each of the apostles had a certain gifts, certain skill sets that Jesus wanted them to use at the building up of the kingdom of God. Everybody had something that was important ultimately to offer. When we look at Jesus' followers, we notice too that they're all from different backgrounds. We have fishers, we have tax collectors, we have zealots. Jesus called a very diverse group of people. They all had different skills, different talents, something to offer. The same, of course, goes for us. We are all, each of us, in this church here tonight from different backgrounds. We have different talents, we have different gifts, but God has called each and every one of us to use our special gifts to build up the talent, the kingdom of God. Maybe we have a gift, for example, of music that our choir is sharing with us this evening. Maybe we have a gift with computers. We can use technology to do things for God, to communicate the good news. Maybe we're good with math or another skill that we can help a fellow classmate. We all have gifts and talents that we can use at the service of others. We've all been call called and chosen. God loves each and every one of us. We're all unique. We're all necessary. Ultimately, Jesus, who has in, called us, does not expect us to be perfect. What Jesus wants from us, I think, is our generosity, our perseverance, the fact that we will keep trying. Jesus does not expect us to all be like Joseph of Cupertino, to kind of levitate when we're in prayer. I think Jesus doesn't look for extraordinary things from us, but ordinary responses of love each and every day small activities, small habits, perseverance in prayer, consistently forgiving other people, consistently seeking to serve others. There's a book that became a kind of famous in recent years. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. And so some of you might have heard this book. And basically the main premise of the book is that small habits, these atomic habits he calls them, small changes to our routine can make an incredible difference in our life. 
If, for example, we go for a walk each and every day, even a small walk, this can have a great impact on our health, both physical and mental. Jesus calls us ultimately to develop these small practices, these small habits in our life, to pray perhaps each and every morning, even if it's a few minutes, is a way we can follow Christ. It can bear great fruit in our life. To spend maybe a few, maybe an hour or so each week in service of others. If we do it consistently, it can, re, uh, can bring remarkable fruit to us. Today we celebrate in the church the Sunday of the Word of God. So the church calls us to recognize the goodness of God's Word about how the Bible can inspire our lives. One kind of atomic habit that we can build is just to read scripture a small amount each and every day. Maybe before we go to bed each night, to pick up a gospel and just read one chapter from the gospel. Or to read the gospel of each day. There's many apps that we can use, or we can buy ourselves a missile. To read the gospel each day, even if it's five minutes, to allow God's word to touch our hearts, to inspire us. Jesus, I think, is asking this of us, not these extraordinary activities, these extraordinary acts, but daily perseverance, daily response in small ways to love God and to love neighbor. So this Sunday then, this weekend, we remind ourselves that each of us have been called by Jesus. We're each important in Jesus's mission. Each of us come from different backgrounds and have something different to offer. We want then this Sunday to ask the Holy Spirit ultimately to give us that grace to persevere in small ways to love God and to love neighbor. Mother Teresa said some beautiful words, I think, that really represent this, the way that we're all important in God's mission and plan, and I'll just leave it at this. Mother Teresa would often say, what I can do, you cannot do, and what you can do, I cannot do, but together we can do something beautiful for God.